0: Won't you say amen again? I lift my hands to you. Is there anyone else that we could lift or stretch our hands to that could really help us? All other source of help. No wonder the songwriter says, on Christ a solid rock I stand, Sister Boozy. All other ground is sinking sand. I believe that if there is a time that the church of God needs to stand on the solid rock it is now for the signs around us are telling us that it's going home time everything around us is echoing it's going home time invite you to bow your heads as we pray loving father we have come to hear a word from you amidst the distress of nations this amidst the perplexities and fear in society we have come because we have recognized in you there is peace and consolation we come now amidst our own challenges crucibles and predicaments because we recognize that you are the one and the only one who can speak peace to our troubled minds so as we come we pray that you will take the cares and the concerns the fear and the uncertainty of the world around us away And may we rest in this next little while in the presence of divinity. May your presence be felt, your glory be seen, your name be glorified. I pray that you will hide me somewhere behind the fleeting shadow of the cross, that only Jesus will be seen, be heard, and be lifted. Lord, I avail myself. I am empty right now may you fill me up and as i represent you to your people i pray that you will erase me and let jesus be seen for we pray in jesus name let those who love the lord say amen turn your bibles with me if you have allowed your bible to journey with you to church to the book of luke luke chapter 22 luke the 22nd division Luke, the 22nd division, as we look at verse 40 through to 44. When you have found it, just say, Amen. If you are not there, say, I'm coming, preacher. A special welcome to those who are joining us for the first time, and those who are regular members on the Internet. We are happy that you have chosen New Life Seventh-day Adventist Church to be your place of worship Today, I want to just acknowledge all of our worshipers, Sister Rosemary, Sister Deborah, and all the others, Sister Beverly Powell, and all the others who have connected online to worship with us. We praise God that you have chosen to spend this little while with us in the Word of God together. Verse 40 of... Luke 22, reading from the New King James Version, the Word of God says, And when he had came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone throw. And he knelt He knelt down and what what did he do? He prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground I want to use these few words from this or portion of scripture of reflection to entitle what I hope we can share for the next little while sister Bozzi the Christology of Prayer. The Christology of Prayer. The grass wither and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it shall endure forevermore. The sun was now setting, and as the last ray of light in its golden reflection of a color beams on the golden city with a city called beautiful Jerusalem 12 men along with the Savior went towards Mount Olivet and as their shadow cast and the night is far upon them Jesus began to be sorrowful. The Mount Olive, brothers and sisters, was located east of Jerusalem. Jesus went up the southern slope with his disciples, which is called the Olive Grove. This Olive Grove called Gethsemane, which is to interpret or means oiled press it is at this place that Jesus goes with his disciple to be pressed to be pressed by the sins of the entire world it is at this place Jesus journey in Gethsemane God took on the sins of the world It is in Gethsemane that Jesus took on your sins and my sins that he may bore it to the cross and our sins can be no more. Praise God our sins were nailed to the cross. At Gethsemane, Jesus' countenance changed. At Gethsemane, Jesus' countenance changed. He began to be sorrowful, Ella Paul. And he does something that I want to bring to your attention as we spend these next little few moments. That is an example to us that Christians living in the last days just before Jesus' second return must do if we're going to survive. Stay with me as I set the contextual backdrop. Jesus is no longer happy, chirpy, and bubbly. Jesus now carries a a change of countenance and it seems to me from a careful analysis of the passage brothers and sisters that as Jesus approached what was to be his betrayal and pending debt he suddenly dismissed all the concerns cares and association of this life. And he begins to connect more deeply with his father. For the journey that he must go on, the journey that he must uh, embark on from Gethsemane to Golgotha. Is one, brothers and sisters, that demands additional power. Jesus goes up and he speaks to the disciples but few words one of the words one of the few words we hear Jesus sharing with his disciples as he is in that place where the sins of the world now would weigh so heavy that his sweat could become great drops of blood he says to them in the closing clause of verse 40 pray pray that you may not enter into temptation this is not the first time Jesus brothers and sisters visiting friends joining online would have told his disciples that they were to pray to enter not temptation when they asked him Jesus teach us how to pray because John taught his disciples how to pray notice they didn't say Jesus pray let us hear you they said teach us how to pray this means that the Lord's prayer is not a prayer that we should always take upon that we are praying but he's teaching us how to pray so Jesus in teaching them how to pray suggests that including in their prayer Must always be the the request of God that he would lead them not into temptation. In this model prayer, if you will, guiding us as how we ought to pray and how we ought to approach God. Constituting in his prayer, he says, and lead us not into temptation, but forgive us of our trespasses. Here Jesus repeat these words because now more than ever the disciples were about to face an unusual circumstances that the children of today living in the last days and more so those who just before Jesus second coming will also face. There is great parallelism or symbolism here between the two passages of those living in revelation time before Jesus return and the disciples in Gethsemane. Jesus says, Pray that you enter not into temptation. For temptation, brothers and sisters, will always exist among us. As long as probation remains open, you and I will always have the opportunity to choose which master we will serve. As long as probation still lingers, you and I will still have to choose God every single day and your choice of choosing God sister Buzi last week last year does not account for choosing God today for we must choose God every day in fact may I suggest to you brothers and sisters visiting friends That your husband or wife, your mother or father, or your grandmother's choice of choosing God is not your choice of choosing God. It suggests that we all must come to know God for ourselves. So as much as I pray for my wife, my relationship with God cannot cover my wife. Stay with me, church of God and as much as jesus prayed for the disciples they needed to pray for themselves don't you know the truth is brothers and sisters had it not been for some good family member in our lives that were praying god's mercy and guidance over us many of us would have gone down the wrong road many a time had it not been for a good grandmother that was praying when we were a wayward child when we were the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter uh, going down the wrong road had it not been for a good grandmother or grandfather an uncle or an auntie that was praying for us uh, the devil would have swept us up a long time ago But while we were up to nothing, God was up to something through our family members praying on our behalf. Jesus, like a good big brother, before he left the earth, prayed for us. I thought you would have just given God glory right there. Uh, Has it occurred to you that Jesus prayed for you? Think about it, Sister Nikki. The God of the universe prayed for me. I'm giving you some time to soak it in. God prayed for me. What it suggests is that if there is anybody that is wondering if somebody's praying for you, You can be assured, God, Jesus has prayed for you. And can I give you something that you don't realize yet? He is still interceding for you right now. (coughs) He is still interceding for you right now. Somebody says, for you, I am praying. Jesus says to his disciples, pray that you enter not into temptation. For he knew very well that only a few hours from now, they would need that prayer. Just a little time from this, they would find themselves scattered. And would have forsaken the path they were trotting on to preserve their lives. And Jesus, knowing his own path and journey, goes a little further from them. The scripture says, about a stone through. And he knelt down. He prostrates himself before his father. And the text says he begins to mumble the words, uh, the words uh, that are still so close to him and his father that his disciples faintly but hear. he, 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 He cries to his father, father if it is possible let this cup pass from me if nothing else this text help us to understand that while christ was god he also bear the stamp of humanity for he felt the weight songwriter says if he carried the world on his shoulder he felt the weight of every sinner past, present and future weighing down on him. You see in the sanctuary system there was a point when the sinner brought his sacrifice to sacrifice to the Lord for his sins that the sinner had to place his hands uh, brother Chris on the uh, substitute and uh, he would have to place his hands there and pray and as he prayed asks for forgiveness there would be a symbolic transfer from the sinner to the substitute the lamb and then the sinner would have to kill the lamb which suggests that the penalty of sin is death and it is in the garden of Gethsemane that Jesus takes on the transfer of sin from all the world unto himself. Everything that the sanctuary system points to was now finding its culmination in the person of Jesus and he prayed. Might I suggest to us brothers and sisters visiting friends that Jesus is helping us to see not only a prescription but a description of how we ought to live our lives. For as Christians, not only should we pray when we find ourselves into temptation or in challenging circumstances, but like he told his disciples before they ever reached it, that prayer was always to be their mode of apparatus. They were always to pray that they would enter not in such situations. And if they were ever called upon to bear the challenges of life, if they were ever called upon to face the tests, they were to bear it with much prayer. Notice Jesus' attitude. He is praying. And as he prays, we see something happening here. And as we come to this close of our 10 days of prayer, it is worthy for our observation to notice the result and, and the action of God as Jesus pray. Jesus is praying. And while he is praying, the text says, verse 43, look in your Bible. What does the text says in verse 43? While he prays, and he's asking the Father that if it is possible... That he should let the cup pass for him, from him. But not because he wants to alleviate himself from the weight and the burden that is there. But only if it is according to God's will. Yeah. He prays. Maybe, maybe we need to start changing our prayer. Maybe we need to stop asking God without consulting if it is according to his will. Maybe somebody today needs to take note that sometimes when we are praying and asking God for things, we should say, Lord, don't do it just for me, but if it's according to your will. You see, one of the success that Jesus is teaching us here about prayer is that prayer is not simply asking God to do things for you. For God is not an ATM machine you go to Him when you run out of cash. God is not an, an instrument to be used for our, the satisfaction of our selfish gratification. No, no. God is not like some of our friends or family that we call upon when we are broke. Or need some help if you would tell the truth and shame the devil you know we all have somebody like that in our life we only remember them when we are in some situations in fact in fact some of us we are that person that other people use when they need help so when you see a certain call coming in you said I wonder what he or she wants right now You know, there are some times in your life you, you, try, you, you try to ignore some calls because you say, I know it's something they want and I don't have anything to give. You see, Jesus will never turn us away, but Jesus also is not, uh, God is not also to be used at our disposal when we need things. In other words, the text is showing us a demonstration that our prayers to God should be long before we ever find ourselves in need. It suggests in the text that not when you are in temptation, but before you find yourself in temptation, you should pray. Okay, can I ask you something? If temptation is a bad situation if you are praying when you're not in a bad situation what does it suggest you're praying when you're in a a good situation but it seems in life quite the contrary that when God is blessing us it is often the time that we seldom remember God okay did you see that No wonder the the, the wise men in, in Ecclesiastes says that, Lord, don't bless me with too much because I don't want to forget you. What the text is suggesting, that we should pray that we enter not into temptation, it means that while life is good, brothers and sisters, you should pray that you enter not into some storms because a storm is always brewing on the horizon, Sister Avril. And right now, living in the 20th century, in 2022, a storm is upon us like never before. There is a political storm brewing. There is a religious storm brewing. And might I suggest, brothers and sisters, that there is a social storm brewing and all three are coming together to create one mega storm. And there is coming a time before God's people that we will be challenged socially, we will be challenged economically, and we will be challenged spiritually by standing firm on the word of God. And we are to now pray that God will grant us strength and power and grace that we will stand and not fail. There is coming a time, yea, very much upon us, when the freedom that we now enjoy will be taken away. There is coming fast upon us and already is taken place, brothers and sisters, where the privilege that we have now will be stripped little by little. And if we will stand for the dust say of the Lord, we will be asked to to leave the cities, to leave the comfort that we now enjoy. We will have to surrender many a privilege that is hinged on the system that has forgotten God. Can I show you something that scripture says that Jesus tells us to pray that we will enter not into temptation then he himself pray can I suggest to you that you and I cannot pray independent of Christ so I'm I'm going deeper with you I've set the contextual stage I'm going deeper with you you and I cannot pray without Christ I could set the first and basic tenet for this argument with Philippians chapter 3 I could set the very basis of this tenet, brothers and sisters, to say to you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. It means, brothers and sisters, that that which I can do, I only find myself able to do it, sister Nikki, through Christ. Are you still with me so far? I haven't lost you so that brothers and sisters if i pray it is not i that pray but christ that prays in me i thought the church would have said amen it means by implication that if i pray it is not I that pray anymore for Christ not only pray for us but he is now present to pray through us and we are also praying to him. Yes. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says I have crucified I am been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, may I suggest, the prayer which I now pray, I pray by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah! God prayed for me and God is praying through me. Oh, you don't believe me. Let me put it where you can get it. I'm walking down your head. The Bible says, For we know not how we ought to pray. But the Spirit of God makes intercession for us with moans and groans that cannot be uttered. It means brothers and sisters that even the answering of our prayers are not being answered because of us. They are being answered because and through Christ. You see brothers and sisters God hears our prayer only because of Jesus. you see when we sin there was a great gulf separating us from the father you and I had no access to God but Jesus in Jacob's vision was that ladder that spanned the gulf between heaven and earth uniting humanity with divinity Jesus is that ladder that he himself says I see heaven open and angels descending and ascending on the son of God I'm suggesting to you brothers and sisters that your prayer is not worthy to reach the throne room of heaven you do not have God's number you are blocked on your own but with Christ you have access praise God with Jesus your number is not unknown but it is known as sons and daughters of the living God without Jesus your prayers are not known for it It comes up unknown number so Paul says it is not me but Christ The good I do I do it because of Christ all that I have God gave it to me all that I know God taught me and all that I will do God does it through me because I exist only because of the sacrifice and the merits of Jesus Christ there is nothing That we can say to entice God to hear us but as children of the living God we move from being aliens to the Commonwealth of God's people uh, to the apple of his eyes Uh, from our own perspective brothers and sisters we have been lost exile aliens to uh, the family of God but through Christ we are drawn much closer closer than the fellowship that angels now share with God for it is only this little planet on earth here that it will be said throughout eternity that the son of the living God died for humanity our lives for his Now we are connected to God by blood. And I have told you before, God has no niece, nor nephew, nor grandson, nor granddaughter. You are either a son or a daughter. So even while Sister Gail, right here, is a daughter, I don't need to worry, for I'm also a son through Christ. I'm also a son through Christ isn't it a glorious thing brothers and sisters visiting friends that you and I can be called children of the living God what a beautiful thing what a glorious thing that we might be called sons and daughters children of the living God Jesus prayed he says father And as he prays, the scripture says, verse 43, And an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Might I suggest, brothers and sisters, based on the description and the mode of the text, that when we are connected to the Father through Jesus, when we connect with God, heaven sends help when we pray. But but can I help you to understand your theological misnotion? You see, brothers and sisters, God do not need to inform you that he is answering your prayers for God to answer it. I'm still trying to reach somebody. Because you pray and believe that God needs to tell you what he is doing. You pray and because you don't see God move, you are wondering if God is listening to you okay God is saying to you in Isaiah, the, hear, the hands of the Lord isn't shortened that he cannot save neither is his ears heavy that he cannot hear the only thing that can separate us from God is sins the only thing that can prevent God from hearing us is iniquity Psalm 66:18 tells us if I regard iniquity in my heart then the Lord will not hear me but as far as it is brothers and sisters as you remove sin from your life as you follow on to know the Lord and you pray may I suggest God don't need to say to you your prayer is answer or is being answered for you to take him at his word for God does not need to inform you of what God is doing for you for God just works independent of you because if it was left up to you God could not do anything to you all right I think I might have lost you so I'm gonna go slowly You see, sometimes because we are praying for a certain thing, and and a week passes, and we haven't seen any change especially when there is a sense of urgency so that, so that you have a deadline to meet and you feel that like your deadline is God's deadline have mercy you feel that your calamity is God's calamity you feel that like your challenge is God's challenge might I suggest brothers and sisters I want to disabuse you of that theological misnotion what is a problem to you does not perturb God When the disciples were in the ship uh, and and Jesus was sleeping, they were worried, but Jesus was resting. And brothers and sisters, when he rose up, he did not rose up in distress because there was a storm. For storms to you are opportunity and invitation to God. Hallelujah. Your problem is an invitation for God to enter your circumstances and show you that he is still in charge and he is large your situation however perplexing it may seem is not a sign of distress for God and the true believer of God does not become perplexed when there is a problem. I notice the scenario. I allow your sanctified imagination to journey with me, if you will, into second Kings as Elisha comes out of his house, and the army of Assyria is now surrounding the camp. The man of God, servant of God, comes out and he says, If I was to use today's language we are dead now but the servant the the man of God looks and he does not have a heart attack he says Lord open his eyes that he may see that those that are with us are more sister Gail than those who are against us those that are on our side for those who still haven't caught it yet Are more than those who are ready to consume us those who are working our future out is more than those who are plotting our downfall I'm still trying to reach somebody I don't know who it is today those who are opening doors for us are more than those who are blocking doors for us those who are speaking a blessing on our lives are more than those who are gossiping and b- biting us. Can I preach? Those brothers and sisters who will be there to help you are more than those who are there to fight against you. For though they mean it for evil, God is going to set it up and it's going to mean for good. Though they mean to set you back, it would only be a setback, for God to give you a comeback and can I tell you brothers and sisters that when God brings you up and sets you up you are going to be even higher than you was before God don't need to send you a telegram not an email nor a whatsapp message to say I'm working on it This is where the true child of God stands distinct. For the child of God does not determine if God answers his or her prayer simply because of the lack of hearing or seeing results immediately. Stay with me. The child of God has a different lens by which they look through. And maybe, if you haven't wore glasses, you need to start wearing them. You need to call them fake glasses. You see, the child of God, brothers and sisters, is looking not at the present distress, but at the future glory. Okay, okay, I'm I'm walking with you. There are some times in my life when I'm on the road, and I find myself being really hungry or thirsty the further I am away from home it feels even the more I'm hungry but you see when I'm just this close to home somehow I have a special amount of strength I can bear it till I get in and even when I get in, sometimes I don't find myself eating immediately because the assurance that it's now at my disposal has given me comfort that my hunger or my thirst will not destroy me. Can I put it in perspective for you right now? So, the child of God looking through the eyes of faith does not see their perplexities but see God's answers to prayer. And because they know that god will answer their prayer they do not walk around wishy-washy they do not walk around murmuring and perplexed they do not go around distressed and mourning because they know that that which they are going through will not consume them your bills will not kill you your sickness will not consume you for god has already ordained that you shall prosper and not die So the angel came to sustain him. And notice Jesus prays still yet with greater agony. And he prayed even more earnestly. This word earnestly comes from the Greek word I preached on last week in New West. And you see, this Greek word is also translated constant. So that the, children, the people of God prayed constantly while Peter was in prison. It denotes both the time, nature and length of the action. This is how powerful this word is. So it says he prayed even the more earnestly. and this is qualified. By the remaining clause of the text, so that his sweat became great drops of blood. It means that is the earnestness of his prayer, brothers and sisters, the, the deepness of his prayer was of such that it was life and death. He prayed for his very life depend on it. And in Revelation, as I bring this message to a close, turn with me, if you will, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 8, bringing this to our application for our day, our time. In Revelation chapter 8, verse 3, in fact, just before I go to verse 3, I will tell you in verse 1, that as the seventh seal the last seal before the mystery of God is completed the last seal is open and the Bible tells us Ella Paul that there is silence in heaven heaven is now about to be empty there is silence in heaven and watch this carefully I'm showing you something prophetic here and deep-rooted in prayer and verse 3 then another angel having the golden censer came and stood before the altar he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar he needed more incense watches verse 4 and the smoke of the incense the smoke of the incense with what With the prayer of the saints. Ascended before God. From the angel's hand. And the smoke may I suggest. Brothers and sisters. Filled the presence of God. Silence in heaven. At this point brothers and sisters. Men will have to live without an intercessor. At this point. Jesus has already got up it is finished there is no party in heaven for no souls are being born anymore he that is just is unjust still he that is holy will be holy still but the children of God will be praying and there is a special note here that much incense was given to accompany their prayer see brothers and sisters living in the last days moments before Jesus come the saints of God will be praying like they have never prayed before there will be more prayer offered day and night than they are most likely prayed throughout their lifetime and might I suggest that if we are not used to praying if we are not accustomed to praying now we will not find ourselves praying then Might I suggest to you, brothers and sisters, might I ask you to consider increasing your prayer life today. For at that time, we will have to hold strong together in prayer. But if prayer is not your culture, it will not be a lifestyle you want to live. If your knees haven't broken in, in prayer, at that time, you're going to have a problem kneeling so long. If it hasn't become a part of your attitude as a Christian to pray, then you're going to feel like prayer is being too long at that time. So those who now fail to pray to God will cease praying at that time. Let us now pray to God for the time before us, the time that is coming up on us, brothers and sisters, is a time like has never been before. And already men's hearts are failing them for fear. And they think that this is the worst it will get. For while the world is looking to come out of a pandemic, may I suggest, brothers and sisters, don't look for anything better. For things are only going to get worse and even there if there seems to be a calm for a month or two or a year preadventure it is only the calm before the storm may I suggest brothers and sisters there is something brewing among us there is something coming among us and those who have not yet find themselves girded in the solid rock Christ Jesus will not find a place to stand because your bank book will fail you your government will fail you the security system of the world will fail you your house will not be able to shelter you there is no protection where we can run there is no shelter from this storm by human creation but might I suggest there is still an ark of safety today brothers and sisters and that is in the fold not just a building but the fold of Jesus Christ I encourage you to get to know Jesus more to have a closer walk with him I am convinced with all my heart as I study the prophetic movement in society that we are going to be shocked and many will not be ready. Will you be ready? Today we have the opportunity to seek God before it is too late. To call upon him while there is still time. He says, for I have heard you in a time acceptable. And in a day of salvation have I secured you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the, is the day of salvation. There is no tomorrow offered to us. Why are we living our lives believing that we will live to see 2025 and 2024? There is no tomorrow promise for us. There is only today. Tomorrow is a mystery. Yesterday is history. Today is a blessing. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. What is hindering you from having a closer walk with Jesus in 2022? What is holding you back from surrendering your life, your will, and your all to Jesus? What is preventing you from having a deeper prior life with Jesus today? I encourage you. Since Christ right now is available and working in and through us to pray, let us use this opportunity before it's too late. For there is coming a time, says the Bible, that there'll be a hunger in the land. Not a hunger for food, not a famine, brothers and sisters, for money or for bread and water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. And men will run to and fro and beg to hear of it and cannot find it. Proverbs tells us of this prophetic time when because we those who would have rejected God in their calamity will seek God but will not find him the time is prophesied and I want to believe from the movement of Earth's history that the time is coming upon us right now the time is short upon us brothers and sisters let us make our calling and our election sure the preaching of the gospel will soon be over we won't have church for much longer we won't get to come and sit down in church or to listen online as we want to much longer there's already a template in other countries in the world where religious things are blocked from the internet it's not hard to do there's already a template for persons who do not accept the system and the way of government to not have the privilege right now in some province to go to certain places and buy and to do business and to have comfort the template is already set final movements shall be rapid ones burgeon let us awake out of sleep let us rally to the call let us seek god before it's too late i encourage you to pray on sister diamond